Hey everybody, welcome back to the pub trivia experience. My name is Chris and we are gathered here tonight for episode three of the foodie trivia tournament. I've got two contestants and a full stomach and we are going to go ahead and play some foodie trivia. And it's fitting that we're recording this right after Thanksgiving because I think I'm still full. I don't. I don't care if you call it stuffing or dressing, man. I will I will double fist that stuff all day long. Give me my sweet potato casserole. Oh, Lord, the green bean, everything. Give it all. All of it. All of it. Then I'm going to just go and overdose on turkey. And I know there's not much tryptophan in there, and that's a myth about it making you sleepy, but had myself a good nap. Had myself a good nap. Not complaining. Let's meet our panelists, our contestants here tonight. Starting off first, uh, Mr. Mike Turner. How you doing, my friend? What are you drinking? Oh, it's, you know, speaking of food, I just downed a delicious uh, pork chop and some uh, candied apples and some sweet potato myself. So, yeah, Ooh. if I take a nap in the middle of this, please forgive me. Uh, so <laughs> drinking my standard uh, diet Mountain Dew to uh, get a little bit of caffeine and stay awake for this recording. I uh, haven't been able to go to the Crooked Hammock Brewery and get some new ales, although we are having our work Christmas party there in a couple weeks. So that's a good that should be a good time. We'll see how that goes. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what we know about the culinary world or its surroundings. <laughs> they just uh, so last year they made a controversial uh, decision at work to move the Christmas party to a different location where they opted to make it a dry party. Oh, so no alcohol whatsoever. They well, they wised up a little bit this year. They're making it that you can they move to a third a different location again. Um, but they're allowing for you, everyone that goes up will get two drink tickets. Mm-hmm. So you can get yourself either two bo- two bottles of beer or two glasses of wine. That's what we typically do as well. But there's a bar right outside. So <laughs> right. I, I know where I'm pre-gaming, but hey. Uh, next up, Donald Fuller. It's been a little while, my friend, but how you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing all right. I got myself a nice bottle of Mountain Dew Major Melon. <laughs> excellent excellent so you're a fan of the major melon i know we had some controversial opinions on it on the boozy bracketology best diet soda bracket there's very few mountain dew flavors i don't like when they did that gingerbread flavored one i hated that one i didn't know they did I, i'm not a gingerbread guy though that was but... their christmas flavor a couple of years ago Ugh. i've never even actually had the, i've never even had the baja blast so oh i love baja blast I'm sad I can only get it either Taco Bell or during the summer. Yeah, I don't go to Taco Bell enough, but you know, one of us has to be a degenerate, so I'm going to go ahead and pop my drink. <laughs> it is damn near December when we're recording this, um, and so Leah had a... I guess it was back before... This beer's got to be a month old. This is back before the Halloween, but Leah had a fall party at the house of her co-workers so i went out to the i went out to the store and i bought a bunch of different beer um i bought some local beer some regular stuff and of course i got back to my house put them all in the beer fridge and everyone drank my yingling light so i have a boatload of this other beer that i don't really drink this is one that i don't drink because i don't like pumpkin beers and it's also winter now so it's 50 degrees outside which is winter in florida uh, but this is the Pumpkin, the Imperial Pumpkin Ale from Southern Tier Brewing up in New York. Uh, I actually enjoyed that one. That one's pretty good. I've never had it because I'm not a big pumpkin guy, but cheers. Let's see how it is. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. 
I don't like pumpkin in my. I don't like pumpkin. Like I, I love carving yeah. them. I don't want to. Turner, do you want the other three? Yeah, sure. Ugh, come on down to Florida for the Rumble. We'll get you the other three. Did you, did you say fifty out there right now? It's fifty. Yeah, I know you're up. You're in New England. It's a, it's it's bitter up there, isn't it? It's thirty up here. <laughs> hey, I was up by the fire pit today after work. I had to put on a hoodie. It was wonderful. Actually, it was wonderful. I wish I could get away with just a hoodie. The sad part is I won't be able to be in the pool anytime soon. So yeah. it'll be back in the eighties next week. Who am I kidding? There but. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over, kick it over to future me to tell you the rules for tonight's game. Chris, take us away. Round one of the Foodie Trivia Tournament is broken up into three sections. Section number one is your pregame. The pregame is going to be 10 50-50 questions. Each contestant will get five. For each correct answer, they will get one point. They will not lose points for incorrect answers. Section two. Each contestant is going to receive 10 questions. They can opt to go for either a three-point question or a two-point question. A three-point question means they will get the question and no multiple-choice answers. If they opt for a two-point question, they will get the question along with four multiple-choice answers. If they don't know the answer, they can opt to make either of these a one-point question. If you go from a three-point to a one-point question, you will be given four multiple-choice answers. If you go from a two-point to a one-point question, those four multiple-choice answers you have turn into two. Section three of the tournament is your standard wager round. Three questions, and they can wager any amount that they have accumulated up to that point on those three questions. If they get a question right, they get the points. If they get the question wrong, they will lose the points. Now back to the game. All right. We are ready to jump into our pre-game round. Turner, we've had you on a few times. I'm going to let Donald pick. Donald, do you want odds or evens? With odds. Here is your pre-game category. Uh, very simple. If you're fans of the show, you know that some of us do like to uh, have a drink from time to time. And we don't limit ourselves to beer. I am going to give you the name of a cocktail. You have to tell me, is this cocktail a rum-based cocktail or a vodka-based cocktail? Donald, we started off with you. You're, it's, it's 50-50. If you're not a drinker, I know you're not a big drinker. If you're not a drinker, that's fine. You got a 50-50 shot here. Is this going to be a rum-based cocktail or a vodka-based cocktail? Donald, you're starting off with a Bay Breeze. Well, considering what I know, that the rum-based cocktails typically have tropical-sounding names. I'm going to say rum-based. You would think, but no. It's actually uh, the the official term for a lot of this is usually called a vodka Bay Breeze. It is a vodka-based cocktail. Turner, number two, your cocktail is a Cape Cod. Um, I will say that is rum-based. No, Cape Cod is also vodka-based. There you go. So I should mention real quick, um, we're only two questions in, but uh, to eliminate game theory, I put together, to get to these 10, I put together eight from each group, and then I put a random number generator on it. So these are all in a randomized order, and there's no real game theory here because there could be, you know, obviously different numbers of answers. But uh, Donald, we're going over to you. Question number three, 
Is it rum or vodka? Your cocktail is a Chicago fizz. I'm going to guess vodka. Oh, no, that one actually is rum. Wow. All right, Turner, we're going over to you. Question number four. It's giggle juice. Giggle, giggle uh, juice. Giggle juice. Um, I will say this is vodka. All right, we got a correct answer. Giggle juice is All vodka. Right. <laughs> All right. Donald, we're going over to you. Question number five. It's called a Gene Harlow cocktail. A Gene Harlow cocktail. Is that rum or vodka? I've literally never heard of any of these before. <laughs> I'm going to say vodka again. Oh, no. Gene Harlow cocktails rum. All right, Turner. Number six. Yours is a jungle bird. Again, sticking with sounding tropical, I will say rum. Jungle bird is rum. All right, Donald, let's see if we can get you on the board with question number seven. Your cocktail is an orange crush. That's just soda. <laughs> <laughs> also, a great REM song. I go rum. Oh, no, man. I've, oh, ha I've had this one before. It's pretty good. It's a vodka. It is actually good, yeah. All right, Turner. Number eight, yours is a planter's punch. Oh, that's definitely rum. Planter's Punch is rum. Number nine. Donald, back over to you. Yours is a scorpion bowl. I've, believe it or not, I've had this. I've, I've had rum. <laughs> scorpion bowl is rum. There, is. there you go. And Turner, to end it off, Sex on the Beach? Oh, Sex on the Beach is vodka. Uh, no, the correct answer to that is yes. <laughs> Vodka is a correct answer. All right. We're through the pregame. Uh, Turner, you are currently sitting at a four to one lead as we go into the main game. Before we get into the main game, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to our sponsor for a quick ad. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports, have no idea what PPR is, and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. All right. Donald, you're going to start us off. You're going to get 10 questions each. So, Donald, do you want to start with a three-point question or a two-point question? Uh, go three-point. Starting off with a three-pointer, here we go. What is the name on the menu for the famous bread that Red Lobster serves to their guests as they wait for their meals? 
the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Cheddar Bay Biscuits is correct, Donald. Starting off by firing out of three. All right, Turner, we're going to you. Where do you want to go? Uh, I will try three as well. Turner, I I did mention that these, uh, they run the gamut. Here we go. I don't know. Goran Ivanisevic is the only wildcard entrant to win Wimbledon. He's from what country, known for its national dish, pika, a slow cook of meats, vegetables, and spices? I'm going to guess Croatia. Croatia is a correct answer. Wow, where'd you pull that from? <laughs> it's it's a it's a Croatian sounding last name. Okay. <laughs> All right, Donald, where are we going? Three or two? Go three. Here is your three point question: What Spanish dish, often associated with Spain, is generally made from round grain rice, green beans, rabbit, chicken? and garrafo cooked in oil and chicken broth and takes its name from the Catalan language's term for frying pan. Well, the only rice dish I've heard associated with Spain is paella. And paella is a correct answer, picking up three more points. All right, Turner, where do you want to go, sir? Uh, we'll try three again. Going back for three. Chefs in Japan must train for years, and several dedicate their life to the cooking of takifugu. Though requirements have become more lax in recent years, what exactly is takifugu? Blowfish? Blowfish or pufferfish is a correct answer. I just remember the the Simpsons episode, like, poison, 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 tasty fish! (laughs) We just had that conversation with Mike. They're like, I'm not a Simpsons fan, but he wants to do a Simpsons trivia episode. Sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure we can find some questions. Sure. All right. Donald, where do you want to go, sir? Three points. Here's your three-point question. Chef, restaurateur, and social advocate Alice Waters was the first woman to win the James Beard Award for Best Chef. In what decade did that happen? the 90s 1992 to be exact that is a correct answer good job all right turner where do you want to go uh we'll stick with three gotta try and keep pace all right let's go ahead and spice things up a bit at a price ranging from 15 to thirty thousand euro per kilo what is the most expensive spice in the world uh i know someone that once uh put an entire like 14 threads on a biscuit as garnish. I'm like, oh, that's about $800 worth of saffron. Saffron's a correct answer. My God. What were they thinking? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that's so painful. All right. Donald, where do you want to go, sir? I go three points. What food, a staple in many homemade dinners in my childhood, is often used in commercials as a substitute for ice cream because ice cream would melt during filming? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes is a correct answer. I do have an alternate here. They would also have accepted, or I would have also have accepted riced cauliflower because I did find a couple of ads that actually used riced cauliflower. I wonder how... It has to be really finely grained. That should never be an acceptable answer for anyone. No. 
Although, no, you know what? I would not have accepted rice cauliflower because there's no way in hell I had that as a staple. <laughs> right. All right, Turner. Very good, yeah. Turner, where are we going, sir? Uh, three. Until we miss one. <laughs> Let's play it out. All right. Here's your three-point question. Producing over 20 million tons annually, what Asian country is responsible for almost half of all mango production in the world, though very few of them are actually distri- distributed in the world market? I feel I know it's like the national fruit of India, so I, I feel like I should stick with India, but I'm scared it's going to be like Thailand or Cambodia or something. I'm going to stick with India. Trusting your gut paid off. India is a correct answer. There we go. All right. Question number five. Donald, are we going three or two? Can be three. We're sticking with three. Here we go. Literally translated to spotted rooster, gallo pinto is a dish consisting of rice and beans and is the national dish of what Central American country that famously abolished its military way back in 1948? Panama. Uh, Unfortunately not Panama, no. Uh, The correct answer there is Costa Rica. Costa Rica is what we're looking for. The rich coast. All right, Turner, where are we going? Uh, stick with three. Sticking with three. You don't have to be a kinesiologist to know that within one either way, how many calories are in a gram of fat? Wow. Okay. So now we're getting to something that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> the math. Uh, okay. So if I'm to understand the rules, I can slip it down to a one point and get multiple choice. Correct. That is correct. All right. Let's go and do that. I'm going to make it a one-point question. I will repeat your question and then give you your four multiple-choice options. You don't have to be a kinesiologist to know that within one either way, how many calories are in a gram of fat? Is it 4, 9, 13, or 17? I'm going to say 13. Oh, no, unfortunately, it's 9. Okay. As we head into the second half of round two, your scores currently stand. Donald's got 13 points. Turner hanging tough with 16. Donald, it's up to you. Do you want a two or a three-point question? Got to keep going three. Shooting up threes like Steph Curry's. Here we go. Which popular Greek dessert is made from phyllo pastry? It was baklava. Baklava is a correct answer. All right, picking up three points there. Turner, where are we going? Uh, three points. Sticking with three. Why do I write two-point questions? You're right. While I maintain that it tastes like you're eating a candle, according to the Brock's website, what is the pri- primary flavor of Brock's candy corn? Is, is, is gross an answer? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Vanilla. Unfortunately, uh, not. No, uh, the primary flavor of their of their corn is actually honey. Okay, that makes sense. Not that yeah. anyone can taste the honey in that. No, Donald, where do you want to go? Are we gonna keep going three? Going with three. Let's see how this goes for you. What country that borders the Atlantic Ocean exported the most coffee over the last hundred and fifty years? 
I'm going to say the United States. Unfortunately, not the United States. A little bit south, it's Brazil. Brazil is the answer we're looking for. All right, Turner, where are we going? Uh, since you've worked so hard on them, and since my last two were not in my favor, let's try a two-point. Let's try a two-point question. All right, let's see how this goes for you. Which of these food icons was not based on an actual person? Aunt Jemima, Chef Boyardee, Wendy, or Long John Silver? It's like Chef Boyardee. No, Chef Boyardee was. Long John Silver's is actually not based on a real person. All right, Donald, back to you. Where do you want to go? I might as well go for a two-pointer now. <laughs> All right. Here's your two-point question. Egyptian P. Bengal Graham and Chana are all other names for which of these foods? Chickpeas, edamame, asparagus, or lima beans? Chickpea. Chickpea is a correct answer. Nicely done. Donald on the point on the board with two points. Turner, where are we going? Uh, back to three. Going back to three. Here is your three-point question. Prior to the COVID pandemic, the Varsity was the largest fast food drive-in restaurant in the world. It takes up two city blocks and can accommodate up to 800 diners. Given its success, they now have seven locations uh, across the metropolitan area of what southern U.S. city? Uh, as my boy Austin Theory would say, uh, ATL down. It's Atlanta shawty. Atlanta is a correct answer. I, I, I can always kind of turn it to give me a wrestling reference. I really it's, can. It's correct. Donald, where are we going, sir? I go to another two-pointer. Going for another two-point question. British colonists in India reportedly drank which of these cocktails in hopes of warding off malaria? Was it a mojito an old-fashioned, a Negroni, or a gin and tonic? Gin and tonic is a correct answer. Picking up two points there. Turner, where are we going? Uh, two. You're sticking with two. Here's your two-point question, Turner. Open Kettle was the original name of which of these quick-service establishments? Dunkin' Donuts... Tim Hortons, Starbucks, or Joffrey's? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is a correct answer. You're each on the board with two points, and that means we are down to our final question in the standard part of the game. Donald, which one do you want? Three or two-point questions? Go all in for three. All in for three. Here's your three-point question. What is the name of the chicken sandwich from KFC that features bacon, cheese, and sauce between two pieces of fried chicken? That was the double down. That was the double down. Ending with three points. Turner, where are you going? Uh, Three as well. Turner's going to jack up a three. 
The national dish of Mexico is actually a rich sauce that contains nuts, fruit, and chili. What is this sauce's name? I always think back to Austin Powers uh, in Goldmember, where he just keeps looking at, uh, <laughs> at uh, the Wonder Years guy. Mole! Bloody mole! It's a mole on his face! It's called a mole. Mole is a correct answer. And that brings us out of round number two. Fred Savage. Why can I not remember Fred Savage's name? And coming out of round number two, the scores have gone ahead and tightened up just a, 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 just a little bit. Your scores as we go into the wager round. Donald's trailing one. It's 23 to 24. Turner has got a one point lead. Here's how your wager round is going to go. Y'all have been on the show before, so you know this, but for our listeners at home, you're going to wager your points in any way, shape, or form that you want, but you're going to wager them based only on the categories provided. There are a couple of rules. Uh, you can break up your points however you want to wager on those categories, uh, but you have to wager whole numbers. You cannot wager negative numbers, and you cannot wager more than your com- than your total score that you have right now. Other than that, Break them up however you want. You can wager them all. You can wager none. I really don't care. It's all about winning the game. Here are your categories. Television. Cooking utensils. And desserts. Again, your categories are television, cooking utensils, and desserts. While you go ahead and lock in your wagers, let's go ahead and pass it over to uh, one of the other shows from the PTE Network and let you tell you a little bit about them. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal, Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. All right, question number one, your category is in television. While people my age might know him from his contributions to our childhood television watching, what TV host and cancer survivor hosted the Food Network shows The Next Food Network Star, Unwrapped, and the spinoff trivia show Trivia Unwrapped? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. All right. Moving on to question number two. Your category is in cooking utensils. What French term in the culinary world refers to a water bath specifically used to keep delicate items like cheesecakes and custards from curding, cracking, or overcooking? 
Locked in. Lock in on that one. All right. And question number three, your category is in desserts. Italian for drowning coffee. What dessert typically features a scoop of milk or vanilla flavored gelato topped with a shot of espresso? Locked in. All right. All of our wagers have been locked in. Answers are locked in. We're moving right into the answer portion of the question. Question number one, the category was in television. While people my age might know him from his contributions to our childhood television watching, what TV host and cancer survivor hosted the Food Network shows The Next Food Network Star, Unwrapped, and the spinoff trivia show, Trivia Unwrapped? Donald, your answer and your wager. Unfortunately, Donald's having some IT issues, so he did send me over his answers and his wagers. So I'll be answering for Donald. Let's go through this here. Question number one, the category wasn't television. While most people my age might know him from his contributions to our childhood television watching, what television host and cancer survivor hosted the Food Network shows The Next Food Network Star, Unwrapped, and the spinoff trivia show Trivia Unwrapped? Turner, what's your answer in your wager? Uh, my wager was uh, eight points, and I believe the answer you're looking for is the host of the inimitable childhood classic, Double Dare. I believe you're looking for Mark Summers. Donald also answered Mark Summers. Donald wagered 10 points. Mark Summers is a correct answer. As we move into question number two, your scores right now, Donald has flipped the script. It is a 33-32 to 32 lead. Question number two, your category wasn't cooking utensils. What French term in the culinary world refers to a water bath specifically used to keep delicate items like cheesecakes and custards from curdling, cracking, or overcooking? Turner, over to you. Answer and wager, please. Uh, I wagered a whopping zero points because I... Utensils was very broad to me, uh, and thank God I did, because I only know them as water baths. I've, ne I've never heard of this term, so let's call it a, uh, a sauna. How about that? A sauna. Unfortunately, sauna is not a correct answer. Donald uh, had wagered five, but he did not hazard a guess here. He didn't know it either. This is called the Bain-Marie. Bain-Marie is what we're looking for. And so with that, Turner, you are now carrying a 32-28 to 28 lead. It all comes down to the final question. The category was desserts. Italian for drowned in coffee, what dessert typically features a scoop of milk or vanilla-flavored gelato topped with a shot of espresso? Turner, answer and wager. Uh, I wagered eight points on this, so I could do 808s like my boy Kanye West. Uh, I've enjoyed many of these at the uh, the Joe the Joe Coffee at the um, at uh, Bar not Barnes and Noble, but uh, Books a Million. There we go. I couldn't remember the name of it. What am I doing? Anyway, the answer is Affogato. Donald wagered five points on this one, and his answer was tiramisu. Affogato or an affogato al coffee, caffeine. Wow. 
Afogado Al Cafe is a correct answer. And with that, with a final score of 40 to 23, Turner, you are the winner tonight, my friend. Congratulations. Yeah, party in the USA. Whew. A hell of a matchup there. Nicely done. A quick matchup, but a hell of a matchup nonetheless. Turner, you're going to be moving on to the next round of the tournament, and we're going to be determining who your opponent is here in the next uh, week or so. But we'll see you in the next round. Right. How are you feeling about that win tonight? Oh, I feel I, uh, about the Gamecocks win over Notre Dame. I feel great about it. <laughs> this was uh, this was a lot of fun as well. No, was, um, I, I felt like, however the wager round went, that I acquitted myself pretty pretty nicely in the round the, the realm of food and beverage. So uh, I look forward to seeing what the next round holds. It should be a lot of fun. It is for me personally. It is very nice to see. Uh... More than just me know who Mark Summers is and remember Mark Summers fondly. Obviously, oh, uh, Double Dare, and I think he did Wild and Crazy Kids too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, big part of my childhood, love those shows. Uh, now that I know that he's actually doing Food Network, I will actually, I might actually log in and watch him. I don't, I didn't follow he's, his career once I got older. He's done a couple guest spots on like Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives too, every every now mm-hmm. and then. But uh, yeah, generally good guy. I didn't know he was a cancer survivor. That's awesome. Yeah, he. Uh, his, it's actually an interesting story. He got diagnosed with one. Uh, well, he got basically he got a diagnosis, and then he went to a different place, and they diagnosed him with a more aggressive and more severe kind of cancer. And it's like, oh, they're like, well, let me go back to this other doctor and see what they say. And they like, no, 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 it's this other one. It's uh, oh, wow. much more treatable. So, uh, yeah, he is uh, thankfully still with us and in remission right now. So good for you, Mark awesome. Summers. Absolutely. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be our episode for the night. Uh, Donald, unfortunately, is having IT issues, so he will not be able to sign off for himself. Uh, that already told me to go screw myself. It's really one or the other. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Donald, my friend, we will get you back on here soon. Turner, you are the winner. We'll see you in the next round. If you enjoy the hijinks that we get into here on the Pub Trivia Experience and you want to support us like both Turner and Donald do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, actually, I do know. People, the Chinese government. Um, I maintain Taiwan's a country and they don't like that. So, you know, not playing there anymore. (laughs) Sorry to our two listeners in China. But if you want to support what we do here on the Pub Trivia Experience, you can head on over to PTEBB.com. That'll get you our link to everything. If you want to go directly to our our Patreon, patreon.com slash PTEBB. But the PTEBB.com will get you right over to literally the splash page for all of our stuff, our Discord server. Our Patreon, our merch store, Facebook, everything, all right there. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I have been Michael. And uh, Donald, we'll see you next time, my friend. Uh, We'll be back next week. Until that time, have a good one.